You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. William T. Volman's new book is Last Stories and Other Stories. Will you read to me from the book, William? Why not? In my time, there lived a sad young man named Ricardo Ramirez, who once loved most unfortunately in the city of Guadalajara. He happened to be a doctoral candidate in the patriotic but unremunerative Department of Folklore. Wishing at all hazards to avoid glimpsing his former sweetheart's beautiful, treacherous face, he wrote to his favorite aunt who lived in Veracruz and asked whether he could board with her a while. Since his dissertation in setting out to identify the autonomous and universal elements of Mexican legends laid its snares conveniently wide, anywhere he cared to go would serve. All he required were stories, the stranger the better. William, there are a variety of stories in here. They are all strange, and they get better and better. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) I'd like you to talk about uh, creating this atlas of the afterlife. Well, it seems to me that we might as well just play as much as we can when we're thinking about death. Maybe then, if it can become, at least temporarily, a delicious experience— instead of just a sad and gruesome experience, we're ahead of the game. And it might even be a gruesomely delicious experience. That's okay, too. (laughs) Well, there's certainly a lot of gru in this book. Uh, When you were creating these, like, really horrific scenes of cannibalism and vampires and flesh-eating ghouls, did you have fun? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. And it was also just interesting to face it. You know, every time you see a dead animal at the side of the road and it gets run over repeatedly and then the flies land on it, you look at it and you think, this is really, really horrible. And also, this is a very, very quotidian thing. We're all going to come to something like this. So let's just really look at it and think about it and see what we can say about it instead of turning away from it in disgust because it's going to get us sooner or later. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this book is all the cross-cultural references and the legends and myths you've assembled here. Could you talk about how your research works? Do you pick up these things and let them percolate, or do you go out and search for them in terms of the story? A little of both. When I go to uh, Doe Library over in Berkeley, I might browse through the stacks and look at all these interesting books on Bohemia and Some of them are in check, so I might be able to get a little bit out of this or that old map or illustration. Here are some in German. I can kind of follow that. Here are some in English, and all levels of literary quality. And you flip through it and say, wow, here's a weird story. I want to write this down. Maybe I'll use it someday. One of the things that interests me about this book is the way it relates to your nonfiction in that the only way we can describe death is with the imagination. And you've written quite a bit of nonfiction, so I'd like you to talk about the parallels for you exploring the world of death and exploring the real world. Well, for a writer, exploring anything outside of me is some kind of projection. And I have to say, all right, I know what it is like to see. So I'm going to imagine how someone else sees 
it's got to be a little bit like the way that I see, even if it really isn't. I have to imagine that I am there. Otherwise, I have no idea what seeing is. And when you get to uh, something like a walking skeleton, what can that skeleton see? It doesn't even have any eyes. And uh, a skeleton probably couldn't walk by itself. A skeleton most likely is not consciousness. So it's all ridiculous anyway. But if I'm going to try that, I'll still think, well, all right, so the skeleton probably swivels its heavy head around and um, it's probably seeing in a different way than we would see. And um, it might be what we would call malignant, but it probably doesn't consider itself malignant. And when it perceives, it might perceive without any emotion whatsoever because it's dead, or it might have this longing to return to dust or to uh, live again or somehow to interact with the living in some interesting way. And it's up to me to work it all out. I've been speaking with William T. Volman. His new book is Last Stories and Other Stories. With time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Thanks for joining me, William. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.